The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. Good morning, Sidi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm yeah? Really, we're on a run today. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in a good flow. We are. We're pumping out a lot of good content. Yeah. Man, they're going to need to go back and listen to all the good ones that we've released today. I know. Now we are going to talk about to stop overthinking and just do it, like Nike says. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's what we're talking about okay. today. We're going to have some fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned to some tips and tricks that I use to stay out of analysis. Paralysis. If you're looking for some family fun, I know I always am. Check out Circus Circus Hotel and Casino. At Circus Circus, there's something for everyone. Have a blast inside the Adventure Dome, a five-acre indoor theme park with 30 rides, including their newest rides, Twist and Teacups, Circus Swings, and Little Sprinter Raceway. Or act like a kid again at the Midway, playing arcade games or enjoying their free daily circus acts. Looking for a special date night? Look no further than their award-winning restaurant called The Steakhouse, voted Best Steakhouse in Las Vegas. Circus Circus offers affordable room rates starting at $29 per night. Book your stay today at CircusCircus.com. I have caught myself doing this as well. So I thought it was a good topic to talk about because I know for me, I overthink everything and I'm really trying to get better about not doing that. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I just know like, so a lot of my friends that were in the cocktailing industry, right? They don't want to be a cocktail server anymore. They want to go do something else, but they just want one more season. Just one more season. Every season is one more season. And I think that, um, because they think like, you know, you have a hundred steps to get to your next chapter or whatever it is, if you want a new job or whatever it is. So there's a hundred steps to get there. And they're like, well, I need to complete all hundred of these steps in order to start. And I don't think that that's true. I think that you need to break it all down and you need to start the five steps, finish that, and then just jump into it and go and figure out the rest of the hundred steps. A million percent agreed. I think why that is, too, is that if you get stuck identifying problems Mm -hmm. and then creating a solution to those problems, in the event that those problems even happen, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance, you know, success kind of goes our way more often, Mm -hmm. obviously, we wouldn't be sitting here at 37 years old. Like, if more bad shit happened to me than good shit, I'd probably, probably, you probably wouldn't make it to like 80 years old. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I think you just have to generally believe that more good will happen to you than bad. Mm-hmm. And if you just, if you believe that, then the, this laundry list of problems that people lay out that they might encounter and then start preparing for and creating solutions for, they the, the chance of them happening is, is very unlikely. Right. And then you wasted all of that energy. More negativity breeds more negativity. Right. You know, that's that's probably the big lesson here as I talk out loud about mm-hmm. this topic, because I haven't actually talked out loud about this topic, is negative negative thinking breeds more negative thinking. 
So when you're in this space of trying to find more problems so that you can create solutions so that when the problem arises, you're in a position of preparedness, Mm -hmm. you're literally looking for problems. Right. Versus if you're like, I'm diving in and everything's going to go my way. And if it doesn't, I'll figure it out then. You're probably going to find opportunities that are going to go your way. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I was going to say a lot of, I mean, everything in life is trial and error, right? So why wouldn't you apply that to like the big steps in your life, to your career change, to your family or how whatever that looks for you, whatever your goals are. Like if you just... Take your, I don't, I don't, I don't shoot guns, but I would imagine every, the first time you shoot a gun, you're not going to hit the target, right? You're not going to hit the bullseye. You take your gun out, you aim, you shoot, you miss, you recorrect, right? There you go. So that should, that thought process should just be applied to everything. Now imagine if you're like, okay, in the event that I pull out my gun and I shoot it and I'm off by like a, an inch on the left and I know that I need and to go like, to the right. Never mind, I'm just not going to do it. I'm yeah. just not going to do it. No, you just, you, that, that's the paralysis component <laughs> of it all. Okay, well, what if I lift it and I shoot above the target? Then I need, okay, well, then what if I shoot to the right? What if there's wind? What if it's cold? What if it's hot? What if my bullet doesn't have as much gunpowder as I think it needs? to have what if the target is 10 feet away versus 20 feet away like you my god pull talk- out the gun and just shoot the damn target and then correct when you have when you see the mistake right you just talk yourself out of it yeah yeah so and i wonder if there's a psycho a, psych- a psychological component to that where the fear is so great i wish every single person that either listens to what we say mm-hmm. or comes to our events applies every single thing that they could and it changes their lives that is my hope right I don't believe that that is the case. No. A lot of people, I think, come to these events because it makes them feel like they're doing. And if they come to these events, then they're doing, which means that they're somewhat stepping closer to their goal. But the reality is, is that the fear is so great of accomplishing that goal that they're never actually going to go do. So they come to these seminars, they come and listen to us. And it, it's an artificial. They feel accomplished enough accomplishment. just coming to the right. seminar when that's just the taking out the gun. Then you got to aim it. Then you got to shoot it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, so you've got to you've got to just go do. Right. And here's the thing about doing is what's what, let's let's just have a collaboration here of of stimulating thinking. Why don't you just do? Like me, or yeah. just let's use you. You said that because you were a I want good it to be perfect. This. You want it to be perfect. Yep, I want to feel like I have everything planned out perfectly. Okay, and then in the event that the perfection doesn't unfold, what are the feelings? I mean, now looking at it, I, I realize it doesn't have to be perfect. It can everything is just ever changing, and that I may see the imperfections, but that doesn't mean everybody else does. So for Galindo Gifts, for example, the nonprofit, I'm like, before we do it and before we have this ping pong tournament, I wanted to have every template made for social media. I wanted to be, you know, everything perfect. And then it's like, it's just moving so fast. And are we going to have an event or not? So we have to have the event. And if it doesn't go out perfectly, everybody doesn't even know the difference because it was all that was in my mind and it planned out perfectly. It really did. But so just yesterday I was talking to Samia. I'm like, I want these templates. And it's like, Lindo Gibbs has been a thing for six months and who cares if I change a template or just come out with something different. It doesn't all have to be planned out before you start. No, 
No. I think that was the most valuable part of what right. you just said right there is it doesn't all have to be planned out before you start. Right. And I think it takes you back to that you're anticipating problems that you may never even have. So right. you're wasting time getting started. Mm-hmm. You're wasting time getting started. Right. Just get started. Mm-hmm. The other thing about failure that I didn't understand until more recently, failure is, is I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but failure truly is a part of the journey. Yeah. Okay. The only way that something won't work is if you quit. Mm-hmm. That is like it. Right. That's the secret to success. I know it sounds like so simple, but sounds if you so really simple. think about it, it's true. How how could it not work if you don't quit? Right. <laughs> how could something not work if you don't quit? Mm-hmm. No. You right. either have to die or it works. Mm-hmm. When you're selling a home, it's all about making a first impression with those potential buyers. The House of Vegas understands that. They will stage your house using high-quality furniture, and it'll make your buyers never want to leave. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Thomas at the House of Vegas. They know time is money, and they will act quick. Their number is 310-503-3611. Okay, guys, I'm going to take a second to talk about one of our sponsors, Desert Radiology. I know from personal experience how important early detection really is. That's why I recommend Desert Radiology. They have been serving the community for over 55 years and have convenient locations all across the valley. Not only are they the trusted radiology partner of 12 area hospitals, but they are the official imaging partner for all of Las Vegas sports teams, like the Vegas Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Aces, Lights, Aviators, UNLV, and the Henderson Silver Knights. To learn more, visit the website at www.desertrad.com. That's www.desertrad.com. Or make an appointment, 702-759-8600. The big thing is, is, is embracing failure. Nobody wants to fail. I don't want to fail. I want to go through everything perfect. But if you really think about it, if I bought a house, if I bought my first house, second house, third house, 10th house, 20th house, and literally all I did was buy it, fix it up, sold it, and I made $30,000 on every single one, and nothing ever went wrong, mm-hmm. every bid came in perfectly, whatever my asking price was, I got, um, I sold it within my timelines. Everything went perfect. What did I really learn? Well, I also think that sounds boring. It is. It is boring. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. I mean, but you learn nothing. You learn nothing. You learn nothing. So how are you growing? How are you growing? How are you going to get better? And the fact is, is that that's not reality anyway. Right. It's an unrealistic version of of, of reality. That's never going to happen. So to sit there and back, it kind of goes back to your point of the understanding of perfection is stored in your mind. Mm-hmm. To the outsider, they don't have a standard of perfection. Right. You're comparing your version of perfection to your version right. of perfection. Right. I'm I'm <laughs> I think this is what's perfect, what I think that they think is perfect, so then I'm operating on what they think is perfect and they're not even thinking that. But you don't know if they're thinking that. Right. And there's a good chance that they're not. Right. So here's the other thing on perfectionism. There's a lot of stuff that says don't pursue perfection. Mm-hmm. Obviously, anything in extreme isn't healthy or good, but I believe perfection can serve you well as long as it's kept within check, because if you strive for that, there's a good chance that you're going to be a premium version of humanity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're always pushing yourself to do better than what you believe the masses would do, then you're probably going to be a pretty special person. 
Obviously, you don't want to burn yourself out. You don't want to do things that are unhealthy, all those other components. But that perfection bug isn't the worst bug to catch. Right. If you can hone it, control it, and, and manage it. But I think perfection, that perfection comes with trial and error. Well, yeah, you learn so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, think, and that's the other thing. Like, if you roll through our lives and, and people go, how did you accomplish so much? Or how have you done so much? Or how do you have so much going on? Or how do you know so much about this or that? Or and not that a lot of people actually vocalize that and say, oh, mm-hmm. you know so much. But, um, but I know they think in it. The, the, the answer is because we've done so much. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had 3,000 people through our house since we've owned it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you learn a few things when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just we just jump in and throw a, we're like, you know what? We're going to build a charity. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that look like? I don't know. Just build it. Yeah. And if, we have, if there's a problem, we'll fix it when the problem shows up. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is almost a tough topic, and the reason it's tough is because the answer is truly simple. Yeah, it's just to do it. But I think I think another point you could make is, for example, I think when someone wants to do something, they really want to do it, but then they're setting their own limitations. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a kid when I, you know, have this much, or I'm going to have a kid in a year because I just want to wait a year. It's like, but why? Well, I don't know. I just want to wait a year. It's like, or I want to start my own business after I read five self-help books. Okay. You're just setting your, you're giving yourself an out. Why are you giving yourself an out? Yes. Oof. Powerful. All that is justification on why you don't want to start. And that was what I was trying to get at by the people coming to our speaking events. (laughs) All of those, but, but, but it's disguised. Yeah. It's disguised with good. So in your mind, you're like, I'm doing it all right. I'm reading the self-help books. I'm doing it all right. I'm reading the self-help books. No, what you're really doing is you're disguising a justification as to why you don't want to start with something that looks positive. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's just hindering you from starting. Right. I just need to read one more book. Just one more book. I need to watch one more podcast. I need to watch one more YouTube video. I need to do the... Yeah, that all sounds positive. And I I love... I, I need to go to my mastermind. You know, you don't need a fucking mastermind. Right. That's what I try to tell about the universe is every single thing that you need is happening around you. If you just are uberly consciously aware of your surroundings, the universe is giving you every single thing that you need. You don't need masterminds. You don't. Right. Just pay attention to what's happening around you. Am I am I masterminding? <laughs> how many masterminds am I a part of? No. I'm really curious. How many masterminds? Just just for the record, how many masterminds am I a part of? None. How many self-help books do I read? A lot, but not currently. I have read a lot. Read and that a was lot. when I was in a lockdown facility where I had nothing else to do right. but read and improve myself. Right. When have I read a self-help book since you've known me? Mm. Never. Never. Okay. Um, what other sources of, of self-improvement? That it's are, experience being it's on the experience. field. Yeah. It's because I'm brave enough to get out there and go. Well, one thing I was going to say is that I know for me, like I just recently read a self-help book. I just learned this, but I wouldn't have been able to retain any of those tools without being in, in it at the same time as reading it. Reading it before you're even in the field to apply any of those tools, it's useless. Yeah. You have to, I just think, and I'm not, I'm not knocking I know you're not. I'm not knocking self-improvement. You're not. I just think the... it's it, one. I think it's it's the the smallest component of success. Mm-hmm. 
you never talk to Elon Musk and go, how'd you do it, my man? And he's like, and he I goes, read. Well, I read 4,000 books. <laughs> no. Seriously. I know. He, he wouldn't tell you that. He goes, I fucking just did it. Mm-hmm. And I was brave enough to take on every single problem that showed up in between where I wanted to go and where I was. Yeah. Again, just, and I want you to keep this going, but it just takes me back to I know tough conversation to have because the answer is that simple. And the failures are what you really need in in order to succeed. Like that's what everyone's afraid of, myself included, but you really need that in order to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think each failure that you go through and overcome, it just adds thicker skin, more confidence, um, a boost of Mm -hmm. self-esteem, a feeling of I can do it. Yeah. And then it gives you more bravery going into your next ambitious idea because you know there's going to be speed bumps and hurdles and all this other tough things that are going to take place. But because you have a track record where you can look back and go, I have blew through all those walls. I know there's going to be walls ahead of me. But because I blew through those, I know I'll be able to blow through these. Just fucking do it. <laughs> I think that's it. You just fucking do it. And the other thing, too, that I think is really helpful in this space to force you to just do things is whatever you are intending to do, tell the whole world about it. Yeah. Tell it, everybody it, it keeps you, you accountable. Yeah. It's accountable. Mm-hmm. These, these hidden dreams, but, and tell people that are going to look at you and go, were you fucking with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you didn't accomplish that goal Yeah, or what happened. They're not going to just go, I don't want to ask what happened. Okay. That big ass cabin I want to buy in Brian. Yeah. Had. Okay, if I don't buy that, I want the entire city to go, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to explain what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be surrounded by people that are like, I don't want to ask what happened. Yeah, sore, sore subject. Yeah, sore subject. No, because that, there's, no, there's no accountability in that, mm-hmm. in that type of relationship. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I believe it. Put it out there in the world and just go. Just start. And actually, that's the best thing I think I've said in this whole thing. And maybe you should recap some of the best thing that you said in this whole thing. Is if you ask Elon Musk, how did he do it? One, he's not going to tell you college. He's not going to tell you high school. And he's not going to tell you that he read 4,000 books. Right. He's going to tell you, I just did it. Mm -hmm. And then I learned from each failure and made things better. Yeah. And never gave up. You know, you got to think, there was a time when Tesla, like three or four years ago, that they were perceived as a company that was going to fail. Mm-hmm. Like they just kept losing money and losing money and losing money. You know, he had the most amount of short sales against his stock than any other company. Really? Do you understand what that means? That they were sold for less than what they were bought for? That's a short sale in the, okay. in the real estate world. Okay. That was a good point. No, they, they, these, are, these are professional stock traders okay. that were betting that the stock would go down. And if it went down, they made money. You can bet on the stock market? I going down. Okay. Yeah. He had that he had he had more positions, short sale positions against his stock than any other company. And then the stock would go up and then they lose money. So when his stock would go up, he would go on Twitter and, and throw uh, yeah, a jab. I was, I was gonna say that would just fuel me more. Oh, it did. It yeah. did. It did. But, Bring you know, on all the hate. <laughs> yeah, I just love referencing that guy because he was relentless. He's worked you know, he's a billion he's been a billionaire, and the guy, you know, the article came out on him where he was Working 14, 16-hour a day, 16-hour days at the factory, seven days a week. 
you know, my understanding is that he just recently called a 3 a.m. meeting mm-hmm. at SpaceX. He's like, everybody now. And everybody had to show up. And then they, the reporters interviewed one, this lady who had been working for him for seven years. goes, how do you manage this? How do you do this? She goes, I see his vision. I love his vision. He's tough to work for, but I love it. And I'm here to support him for it. And, and, and I'm going to stick with it. And, and that's the thing. I mean, there, there's a whole other conversation there. But just get out there and just go. You just have to start. You have to start. You have to embrace the failures. The best thing that you can happen is that you buy your first investment property. You buy your first uh, flip. You Whatever it is right. that you plan to do with the piece of property. And you fail. I know. I was going to say, you should just plan out. What's the worst case scenario? And is it really that bad? That's what I always say. I, yeah. Honestly, like I've been saying this for two years since the pandemic. We had an option to suck all of our cash back mm-hmm. and put it in our pockets and wait out the the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. And that fear was driven by the hypothetical scenario mm-hmm. of us having 10 properties, hypothetical, I don't know if this would be able to go down, 10 properties and losing $10,000 on each home. Mm-hmm. So we bought them so wrong, we had to give up all of the profit and take a loss. And lose, yeah. Or that we didn't buy them wrong, the economy crashed, right, whatever right, it right. was, okay? But we lose 100 grand. So my downside was lose 100,000 or get out in the game and make over a million. So I didn't let the fear of losing 100 outweigh the upside of making over a million dollars. And so I said, fuck it, let's go out there and do it. And mm-hmm. that's what we did. But we knew... We calculated our worst case scenario, and we said it wasn't that bad of a scenario. Right. So wrap this up. What do you What do you think? I I think the summary for this is just to start. So say you, uh, for example, you want to start going to the gym. You're like, I'm going to start going to the gym when March hits because there's a couple weeks left in February. Just start going to the gym tomorrow. Right. Just start. Yeah. And then you'll feel the accomplishment. Oh yeah. I agree. <laughs> I won't be going to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> hey, that, that was a good job, honey. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Good job. Thank you. All right. All right. Over now. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindogrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.